I don't want these. You can have them. I don't. He doesn't want them. No, I don't want to mess up. No, you're not messing anything up. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to begin this entire episode by starting with a nursery rhyme. Uh, welcome to, uh, to You'll Die Trying. You'll Die Trying to, to make a nursery rhyme. Nathan, yeah. go. Once upon a time, there was this man who had this really long beard and a voice of an angelic lumberjack. That's not a good nursery rhyme. Do you know nursery rhymes are scary to me? Pick pick one. Pick a nursery rhyme. Little Bo Peep. Okay, keep going. Lost her sheep? Yeah, okay, sad. And didn't know where to find them. Then what happened? Um, something about... And Jill came tumbling after? And then, no, Jack... Oh, Jack and Jill ran up the hill to fetch a pail, a pail of, water. of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown, and now Jill's dating some dude from L.A. See, that's <laughs> sad. <laughs> that is sad. What about the guy who was uh, snoring, and he hit his head and went to bed and never got up in the morning? Like, hello? Old man yeah. something. <gasps> that right there, that voice, mm-hmm. that's Brent Lane. That is Brent oh, that Lane. Is me. Ladies and gentlemen, <gasps> welcome to the Brent lane Iverse. That was not me. That was me. We are so honored, and I mean it, <laughs> humbled and honored that we have Brent Lane of Nashville, Tennessee in the studio. Hello, Brent. I'm happy to be here. Can you <laughs> silence my phone it's while you're over there? It's a good day to be in Owensboro. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is our producer, uh, our guru, our friend, and uh, he's my personal beard um, representative. He is. Because he has one, and, and I, I, this doesn't qualify. What I have doesn't qualify. <laughs> Brent, it's neat to see you across from us instead of like, On you know. FaceTime? DEFCON 5. Yeah. No, Troubleshooting. Gosh. DEFCON 5 really is the good one. Let Defcon me paint the picture, the and then Brent can explain it from his angle. So right. I'm an idiot. I'm not. I am. I'm an idiot. We'll record the episodes, and then Dr. Carroll is, you know, maybe pressed for time as scenario from the light, latest one is the scenario I'll paint. The picture for Dr. Carroll is trying to leave, and we're like rushing to get it so we can get it out to you all. And I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Spli- uh, Splice messes up. Splice is the program in which Brent is able to receive the files to then therefore produce the files so that we can have a nice sounding quality product. So there's a lot of FaceTiming going on. How many times did I press FaceTime to you? <laughs> Three Probably. times while he was backing out of his driveway. <laughs> I don't want to exaggerate. He says, let me <laughs> let me pull back in for a second. It was ridiculous. And I have a terrible time with Splice, but Brent's super nice about it. So thank you for that. So how is it to receive the information or to constantly have to babysit me? I don't feel like I'm babysitting. I mean... Although, if I may, there we go. Listen to that voice. It's like milk, uh, honey. It's butter. Can I play the jingle for you, real quick? Sure. Before we get into this too deep. Sure. Not that I'm babysitting. Hey, would you would you cue it up this (laughs) time? Yeah, will you cue it, please? I will. Hang on.
I mean, thank you for that. That's good stuff. Thank you. Do you know the listeners who talk to me, that's always the first thing they say about the podcast is that they absolutely love the jingle. Mm -hmm. It's an earworm. Wow. Yeah, they won't leave them alone. Well, I had help. Well, Nathan. Brent and I have always worked well together conceptually. It's like, hey, I like the idea of making something like this and Brent with his brilliant musical minds like okay I'll do that so incredible it's literally I wrote him a text that said something along the lines of I want to do something kind of Brady Bunchy you know that 70s sitcom it's like really just like sticky and kind of goof like ding ding you know Yeah. so I just started saying goofy lyrics and next thing I know Brent sends that beautiful thing over and we have a so good it was good it was so good it's so good so we should take this opportunity to interview uh, our dear friend and producer, Brent Lane. Brent, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Well, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize this was going to be about me. I would prepare to. This whole episode is about you. <laughs> oh, the entire okay. episode is about you, Brent. All right, <laughs> so, okay. Um, well, I'm a musician primarily, and male, and I do selfies. Selfie on right demand. now, Nathan. I just waved, so it's going to be blurry there. Um, Nathan, why don't you? Brent is a <laughs> man. Talk about each other. This? I'm gonna talk. Yeah, we'll talk about Brent. Let's talk about Brent. Mm-hmm. Brent is not one to toot his own horn. No, he's very absolutely man. not. Like never, ever, ever, ever. He is the guy that it's really weird because you've played in front of thousands of people with a guitar, a lead guitarist, but wow. you don't like to be in like be the center of attention. It's kind of like this weird thing that anyway. He's been a friend of mine for. Since 2002, mm-hmm. they came and played a show, and I opened up for them. That was well, here? In Owensboro, Kentucky. Yes. What? Who were you with then, Brent? I can't tell you that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Isn't that fun, everyone? <laughs> should I? Should I? Yeah, we can go back, man. Yeah, you can talk about it. That'd be All great. Right. Yeah. You don't want to? I, I just, that name. Uh, oh, it was tough. It became uh, the All band. Right, so we started, I was 14 when I joined the band. We were, I was in mi- middle school. And so we named the band as <laughs> middle schoolers would. Of course. And it was called Fat Chance. Sure. But it was spelled with a PH. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That was, mm-hmm. that with was, one T or two? Just one. Okay. So I guess that's a little bit better. It's very conservative. <laughs> it was. Oh, very modest. But uh, I was playing with a band called Fat Chance, and what were was it a pool? Yeah, it was a pool party at the uh, uh, Late Splash Swim Club. There was a big uh, grass area off Fifty Four, off Highway Fifty Four. God rest its soul. So, like you were saying, we were playing for thousands of people at a time. <laughs> not that show though. <laughs> that show was definitely not thousands of people. But the the their bus, it was a renegade. It was white pulls up behind the stage and. Brian Nance, our friend, is, you know, he's my personality. So he's laying out on the top of the, you know, whatever, the the bus and and Brent and Tanning. Tanning. Yeah. As you do. As you do. And then uh, Dallas, of course, likes film. So Dallas and I are talking about film and Brent and I have absolutely nothing in common. And then there's a uh, another member named Justin Morgan who we, you know, he can talk about anything and books related or whatever. But uh in in uh, 2002, Dallas wants to make that movie, that short film. So I go to North Carolina. They kind of inherited me. Like I just was the, the the virus that wouldn't go away. And then over time, Brent is recording, you know, developing his craft, and 
uh, you were demoing for the stereo motion record. Mm, yeah. And then slowly but surely we were, you know, we recorded, you were recording vocals in the convent, remember? With yes. the mattresses. I mean, that is like such a common, I think everyone can really relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that the other day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the song we did? That's because today is yeah. all we yeah. have. Yeah. So the only instrument this on is that really song cool. was a broken TV that we found in the convent. Wow. And when you turn it on, it just hummed. It just really? Hummed tone. Yeah. And so I think Justin wrote the, I don't know, I don't want to give credit where, I think he maybe wrote Justin and lyrics Brian and Brian uh, created the melody. Created a melody over top of this. So the, it's brilliant. The underlying root note never changes the whole song. The melody just moves. Like a drone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, in a 30,000 foot view, Brent and myself have been friends for a very long time. He produced the first ever project, Leaving Dura Lee. Which was nominated for independent release of the year next to Hanson and uh, Taylor Swift, so that's pretty legit. And um, I would never say that. I wouldn't say that. Well, that's why you have to say it yeah. for me. So yeah, Brent, Nathan and, has no problem saying. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, I'm tooting you. I'm proud to toot your horn because I mean that it didn't sound good because of me. No, I mean Brent oh, would. Yeah, of course it did. No, Brent. This is really cool. Brent would send. We were. Do you remember whenever we were recording the songs for? Uh, a gentleman's closure. We were redoing stuff, and you literally sent me home. Remember, you wouldn't let me. You're like, you're, you don't sound good. That was hard. And I said, we can. <laughs> no, I said, I said we can. We can settle. Like this sounds good, and we can auto tune. And he said, I don't want to rely on auto tune. Like yeah. he literally was like, you're not. You're not doing this. I still would like to do an entire episode in auto tune. That would be really interesting. Yeah, we could do that. We, yeah, we could, but. Anyway, Brent and I have been good friends for a very long time. He can fix anything, do anything, and we well, have this awesome setup and sound because of Brent. I totally honor you, Brent, and your craft and what you've done for us. Thank you so fun. very much. I enjoy it. I Tell really us uh, from your perspective, um, well, first of all, about you. What is it that you love about your life? Mm. Mm. Wow. We're going deep here. But you go deep all the time, man. Yeah, you're like, you live down there. I do. <laughs> I do. But this is only like a 30-minute episode, so. No, we'll go longer. And we're about eight minutes in, so you're good to go. Bye. Yeah. What do I love about my life? I guess it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not mundane. And but with that, it it comes with uh, ups and downs, you know. Mm-hmm. With uh, I guess with risk or with with potential reward, you get the yeah. equal risk yep. that comes with it. And um, but I just I hate being bored, so mm-hmm. I hate doing the same thing every day. Yes. So I love that my life is not the same thing every day. Do you have a sense when you awaken every day what that day needs to look like? If yeah, if 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 there is necessity for the day, I usually know it before that day comes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes sometimes there's, you know, it's just 
wherever the day takes me. And some days I've got a whole list of things that uh, that won't all get done. Yeah. Do you feel accomplished? Uh, in general? Yeah. Mm, no, no, because I'm always I'm always looking ahead. Gotcha. Where I want to be, mm-hmm. or where I'm trying to get. So I I don't like having a sense of I'm good here. Yeah. This is never arrive, right? Always moving. I guess so. Is that considered contentment or complacency? Being, you know, I guess, depending on how you look at it. Because that's a tough uh, thing, right? That's something I've always struggled with. Like, it's a I'm, balance. I'm good here. That's contentment. Is contentment gross? I've always thought it was gross. You know, I don't think so. And I, and I think you can be content in your pursuit mm-hmm. of more. And I don't mean more stuff, Got but it. more meaning, more purpose, more, you know, the, when when work is what you love, then do it. And if you do it longer than some other people do it, who cares? So, I mean, you've got to work your own narrative out. So being at like point C and you want to get to point D, you're content with the fact that you're like progressing to get to point D. You're not content yes, with being right. at point C. Yeah, like my, your con, like maybe Brent's contentment, not to speak for you, but maybe our contentment is that we are always searching, always oh. reaching, stretching, wanting oh. what's uh, what's just behind the curtain, what's just beyond the horizon, just out of reach. Yeah. What year was it, Brent, that you built the house, your house? Oh, uh, I bought the property, the land, in 06, and... I started clearing it then, and I moved in in 08. You built your house by hand? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, mean, I like, told you I don't like being bored. So, oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, picture me, and then think of the polar opposite of me, and that's Brent Lane. Yeah. Like, I can l- swing a hammer and hit a nail head. That's literally all mm-hmm. I can do. You're clearing brush. Guys, he's like, oh, I'll never not forget. only that, yeah, digging footers, pouring no, he, footers, building this walls. This is a true story. So I will never forget the, tr- the, the, what's it called? Is it, what's it called? The truss? Truss. Trusses. The truss are coming in. Brent's up there, like setting them. Were you there? And Brent's that day? like, yes, I was there. Cause oh. remember, you were like, hey, can you de, he, I know how to detail cars. I was detailing, remember, you had me detail your SUV and I'm over here detailing the, the air conditioning unit with like the Q-tips, and you're oh, over here setting trust. Okay. About, Unbelievable! I feel like a man, me, and Brent's over here like with well, a tool belt on. Yeah, just to paint the picture, that, <laughs> and, and you'll you'll see that Brent Brent's wearing a red and black plaid, very lumberjack <laughs> shirt with his sleeves up a quarter roll, kind of a euro roll. Yes, he's got a black stocking cap and uh, brown uh, beard that goes down almost to his his belly button. I would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, jeans and some mm-hmm. black, what look, look like maybe vans. They are. And so we've got a guy, and then we have Nathan, <laughs> who's in a white shirt, as always, because it's only white, with, mm-hmm. uh, with a tie. And, yeah. uh, and a nice kind of mini check weave gray pant. And uh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't and even And the know. socks... Socks are sled, 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 people slay, sledding down the hill. Right on. The other day, I thought I, I ruined a white shirt. So we had this white shirt that was so happened to be sitting in with a wet red shirt, which made mm. my white shirt pink. Mm. So I thought the trash can in the trash can are two 
uh, used coffee filters with coffee grounds. And so my shirt is now pink and brown. And Megan was like, why did you throw that away? <laughs> I could have gotten it out. And I was like, oh, it's done. So I came back. Anyway, she bleached the fire out of it and I have a white shirt again. Nice. Anyway, nice. white all the time. Yeah. It's amazing. So Brent, you say you're a happy person? Yeah. Good. I would think so. Generally speaking. Yeah, yeah. Is there a project that you can talk about that you're working on right now? Yeah, there's this podcast. Okay, talk about it. Let's talk about it. I said earlier, and, and this this would be a great place to do it, I think, because it's you know full disclosure. I said earlier, I want to pick your brain, Brent, about how we can make our podcast better. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I want to ask you some questions. And he said, sure. And I said, okay, one question is, how can we make our podcast better? So, Brent, what if you, you know, just, are you a podcast listener in general? I am. I, okay. I am, yeah. Do you have a couple of favorites that you are kind of go-tos for you? Uh, Joe Rogan. Yep. Um, the number one most listened yeah, to yeah. podcast in the universe, I guess. Yeah. And those are like, Oftentimes, two and a half hours long. Yeah, three three hours is pretty common. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. Yeah. No one would listen to me do anything for three hours. It's so. amazing because when you get to the end of a three-hour episode with Joe Rogan, and it doesn't feel like it's been three That's hours. That's amazing. And I think that says a lot about his ability. Yeah. I mean, it's really just a conversation. It's it just is. a great it's conversation. A recorded it's conversation. natural. It's yep. not right. planned. They just sit down and talk. It's not scripted. He's a really, really smart human being. Yeah. And he genuinely cares about people, and he's genuinely mm-hmm. curious. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that it's the curiosity. Is the yeah, I listened to Terry Gross talk about this once. Terry Gross, who's yeah. the famous fresh air interviewer from NPR. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to say that was National Presbyterian Radio. But, but it's mm. not funny anymore because I'm not doing that. But anyway, she and she said <laughs> funny. that your you know your number one interviewing skill is nothing more than to be passionately and endlessly intellectually curious. Mm. And he is definitely that. I think the most sure. creative or not creative, but I think just one thing to be is just present with yeah. anything yeah. really. Because natural presence is being present in the moment and not having your mind anywhere else. Yeah, paying attention. Paying attention is is taking notice. It's kind of admirable, and people want to listen to that because we're in this world of uh, you know just stuff everywhere and in our ears all the time. So for a a moment of just skill, yeah, to have, yeah, Yeah. being a natural listener is kind of good. Yeah, and and being able to ask just general uh, questions is is nice. Yeah, no no agenda, no. Yeah, just no just script. Going with wherever just it what goes. What happens? Yeah, yeah. and at, at first I thought maybe people would tire of that, mm. but I don't think so. I think especially people like there are people who are taking a walk. There are people who are taking a drive. Some people may have a commute to, you know, nearby towns, and and I don't know that they they are not necessarily interested in something structured. You know, there yeah. are those shows where it's a very structured you know, seven steps to financial freedom kind of thing. And then click on this in the show notes and we'll, t- we'll give you more information. And that, that's cool. Like that's a, that's a platform, right? But that's, that's not who we are. It's not mm-hmm. what this is. Yeah. And I think I felt bad about that for a while. Like it needed more, more structure, more systemic approach. But then I realized the dynamic, organic, conversational nature of this is very real and unscripted in, in the literal sense of that. And it's it's okay. I think that's the allure of podcasts in general. Mm-hmm. From my perspective, the podcasts that I like and the people that also like that those podcasts, I feel like the the fact that there is no agenda, that it feels 
more real than what you would see on television. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is on television, you have time slots. Like you got 30 minutes to, you have to be structured. 23 minutes minus commercials, right? Right. Yeah. You don't have a choice. So it's, it's not, it's just a constraint of the platform really. But with podcasts, you do whatever you want for as long as you want. And anybody who likes it can check in, and if they don't, it's no big deal. Completely organic. Yeah, it's not natural. about not about ratings. It's yep. not about making sponsors happy. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of sponsors, uh, so Brent, do you have uh, and and this isn't something that you needed to have prepared for, so no pressure. But do you have any thoughts for how we could sharpen our our saw? In the saw as podcasters to borrow a phrase from <clears throat> Stephen Covey's mm. Enterprise. You know, I think that I think that Nathan's getting up and leaving. I know where he's and going. It's really distracting. Yes, he. I thought it too, so, but I couldn't get out. I'm sorry. I guess the first critique would be Nathan. You should probably stay put during the podcast. <laughs> yes, sir. I just, Especially when we move to our video format. I, I can't help it that someone no, decided no, no, to put no, no, the no, bourbon no, on the other desk. That's too structured. Get up when you feel like you need to Okay, get up. all right. So we are moving toward a more fluid um, approach. <laughs> I, I think the content is is as good as it should be. It's mm. you guys just doing what you do. That's very that's humbling. That's all it should be. That's incredibly humbling to hear. Um but you have to, unfortunately, you have to market yourself if you want to grow, yeah. like number wise. Yeah. And that, you know, that's, I hate that stuff because I think it feels I know. unnatural. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would say that, you know, social media presence is, is a big part of that. And yeah. social media is a funny thing today because it's, there's a lot of, Noise. A lot of things. A lot of things that go along with that. Like there's this putting up a front. Like this is what I want people to see. This is what I want people to think about me or my business or my podcast. It's kind of a yes curated image. Yes, exactly. And image crafting, right? Mm-hmm. And I I think that type of thing is necessary, but at the same time, I kind of hate it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know why. Maybe I'm just being jaded, but it does. It, something about it just seems disingenuous. Yeah, that's the exact word. Yeah, and yet, seems to be what works for some people. It is. It is working. Yeah. So, why do you think podcast crew, a staff of podcasters, would want? to enlarge their platform. What's the motivation for us, for instance, using us specifically? Why do we want to get out past kind of the circle that we've, I think, been very generously given by our listeners? Why do we want to push out and enlarge that circle? I think that this is, this is I have kind of a philosophy on this, and, it's, and it maps onto being a musician, an artist, and I think it maps on to being a podcaster. I see it paralleling each other. Yeah. Um, I believe that when you are being creative and creating 
content, music, podcast, whatever, when you're doing that authentically, you create something that attracts a certain type of person, and Mm -hmm. that would be your audience. Mm -hmm. And I believe that there are people that are like that all over the world that you haven't reached yet. So those potential audience members, people who would like, who maybe, I don't know, not necessarily think the way you do, but just would enjoy what you do, they're everywhere. And I think you should reach them because it's like a community. It's like, um, I mean, with music, it's, I think about it like, I have my musical influences and that distills down into the music that I create. And yeah. the people that would like what I've distilled down, they would also like what I like, yeah. and what I distilled it from. And right. there's a camaraderie there. There's, you know, it's it's communal, I feel mm-hmm. like. That's the word that came to my mind too when, we, when I was listening to you talk uh, about how you know, wanting to, that there's a message out there and that we want to share it. And it's not something that we have to say necessarily. The message, the message is the conversation. Mm. Like it's not the content, it's the process. It's not what we have to say, it's how we are as we say what we say together. Mm. And creating for people an opportunity to understand that how important civil dialogue is Mm -hmm. and having thoughtful conversations where there's laughter and there's crying and it's all in the same frame, you know, and, and, and it models, I think, for communities in part, maybe how to do that without a whole lot of complexity, but with some, you know, very simple structure, just show up, be present, be real, say what's on your mind. Don't try not to filter it too much and see what happens. Yeah. So I I love that word communal and community. That to me is it's, this is about community making. That's my goal of why I want us to kind of push out and, and enlarge the, the space that we occupy is to allow room for other people mm. to come in and be a part of this. Yeah, there's a lot of times at the funeral homes, people will, and I'm going to make a point just so you know, a lot of people <laughs> will come in with uh, gift baskets before the visitation starts or uh the scheduled visitation or food baskets of some sort, right? And they'll always say, "Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm dressed this way. I'm, I just got off work, or I had to. I was painting a house." Or they just give you this excuse of how they are currently dressed. And uh, I say to them, "Come as you are. Like you're you doing this is such a generous thing. The family would be so appreciative." And I think. Mm-hmm. That thought comes over into this podcast as these people, as you people are listening, you are literally able to come as you are with the baggage that you currently have or the chaos that's in the background because I know for a fact there's a lot that's going on in your lives right now. Mm -hmm. But you're able to, for this block of time, come as you are genuinely, wholeheartedly, maybe brokenly, and just listen to to a a couple of gentlemen that are trying to do this life alongside you. And um, I think... Community is key. People want to feel a part of something. And our hope, I think, and, and, and Brent's and Dr. Carroll, my hope is that you feel a part and can feel safe and a part of this too. Yeah, and everybody has that chaos in the background. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's the key, is acknowledging that. 
and because in the social media era, no one posts their chaos. You get the idea that your neighbor is not dealing with life is a a mess (laughs) for everybody. Yeah, it is In, in different ways, but it's still a mess. Yeah, and I think that's at the heart of it. Yeah. That's why I think it's important that when we dig into some of these conversations, you know, it's not about getting uh, agreement or conformity. It's not about having people think how we think. Just having the conversation. It, that's that mm. to me is what's different about podcasts. Mm. And when I listen to podcasts, there are some that have a lot of a lot of listeners, and they have a lot of good potential. But it is someone reading some prepared thoughts. And to me, uh, th- that doesn't speak to me. Yeah. Maybe it's in the delivery. I don't know. Because I, I could be reading for all I know, or for all anyone knows. Yes. I, <laughs> I just have to be <laughs> delivering in a certain way. But I, I like when someone shows up and it's like, okay, let's see what happens here. There is something up. This is why I think religions will always have the world's attention. And it's because religions are the places where there is uh, mystery. Religions are the custodians of the mysteries. And, uh, and there are things that we don't know, and people go into the, those stories hunting and searching and looking for, 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 some, for some peace. They sniff around the edges for some, some glimpse of, of the mystery. And I, I, to me, that's what this is. This is, to me, like what I think people go to church to look for, and that is real humanity, real conversations about issues and, and topics that matter uh, by people who aren't interested in what anyone thinks, but is, are, they're just trying to get the conversation started. Like It's not about what I think. I don't think that I'm right. It's not about what Nathan thinks. It's about getting a conversation going. And because I love it, I love it when I encounter people in public and they come in there like, "Hey, I appreciate your podcast when you said this, this, this." And yesterday, I was seeing someone in, in my office, a couple, and they were talking about some issues, and it, they, those issues were mirrored exactly in one of our previous episodes. Mm-hmm. And um, and they brought up, they're like, "Hey, did, don't you have a podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because in an episode whatever, we talk about this." And they said they're from another town, so they said well, we're going to drive back right now. We're going to listen to it. And then they checked back in later and they were like, oh my gosh, it's like you were making that while we were talking. You know, it's like that, it was- That's funny because I don't even know if I've told you this, but I can't count how many times I've been editing an episode and it is completely <laughs> eerily relevant to, really? to my day or, or the day before. Because a lot of times I get up with chickens and edit first thing in the morning, but it was like, the the total narrative of my day before or you know the moral of that day or whatever you want to call it it's what, been weird what, yeah what do you think that is how does I think that happen i think it's union synchronicity that's what i think i hear you <laughs> <laughs> i'm all about some synchronicity I don't know. And synergy it's weird uh yeah it's a weird universe that we live in I mean, really, yeah. it's listening. Uh, well, it's there's, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that don't make sense that you can't explain. But 
you know, I guess in the moment when I'm editing and you're talking about something that's relevant, that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. It means something to me at least. And it means something to the folks that you've been talking to. Yeah. So whatever that is, I don't, probably doesn't matter what it is, but. Exactly. I remember uh, when I used to be a preacher uh, when I was in school, you had to preach in front of everybody and they would record you and then they would rip everything about you and everything you said. And it was embarrassing and demoralizing and incredibly rewarding. Sounds encouraging. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like Brent was talking about earlier, the reward is the risk, right? So anyway, uh, and there would be there would be times when someone would say, you know, I loved it when you said this and I would go back and check and I, I never said that. Mm. So there's something that was happening in them. They were they were dancing with this dialogue that I was a part of, mm. but wasn't the author of. They were, and they found and heard something that meant something to them that had nothing to do with me. Yeah, which is p- pretty amazing. The other thing was that it was important that we uh, never uh, speak to a specific person with them in mind because they would never show up that Sunday, oh, which yeah. is hilarious. And of course that's true. <laughs> and another thing was to um, to always um, to be present and, and to recognize that it is, it is, there's something happening in that moment that is not about what it is that you're saying, that it doesn't matter if people don't remember one word you said. And, you know, going back, listening to these people, people, listen, our listeners, you don't remember anything that we've said. Nothing. But something happens in that moment that might be transformative for me or for you or for someone. That's what matters to your point. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily the relevance of the topic or how it was being talked about, but something happened in the moment and I have no idea what it was. Can't describe it. I just know that something happened. I'm better for it. I'm going to hold on to that. This affirms, this episode actually affirms something really important uh, for me and what we are doing, you know, as the people behind You'll Die Trying, but just as people in our lives, you who are listening, like you, we have a huge responsibility. Yeah. A a huge responsibility, right? Uh, To to literally, for lack of a better word, pave a way, a positive way, one Mm of hope and inclusion and, and honesty. Uh, as we say, thank, thank you, you to our, our first responders. First responders, mm-hmm. you know this this idea that you know life isn't easy, life isn't perfect, life isn't always beautiful. It's it's literally just like taking this group of people and, and holding them up and close and saying, "Let's go together. Let's you know, let's trek through these waters." Yeah. Anyway, that's is what that I'm why you about. do this? The podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I. I I love this podcast because it's uh, you know two of my dearest friends mm-hmm. that and me just throwing uh, hope, um, uh, insight maybe you know I'm not on my end because I'm just a big dummy, but you know I, I'm not joking. True. That's my shtick. I'm not as <laughs> you're you know, not a dummy. Yeah, Drew and Drew and TJ always say you you're dumb, but. You're, you sure got a cute, pretty face, or whatever they say. <laughs> they don't say I'm dumb, but at least you're cute, or something. I don't know what they say. Hi, guys at Wonder Boy. But um, what am I talking about now? About 
why you do it. Yeah, why you do it and the role you play in it. My role is, uh, yeah, I just, I want people, it's, you know, you were asking me earlier, Brent, you're like, do you like people? And I was like, I really like people I don't know. Like, I really like letting people know that they're loved. Like, the people that came in today to drop off things for their loved one to be displayed for the visitation. Like, I literally wanted to drop everything and just love on them. Mm. And that's kind of like you all who are listening are that person bringing the things in for the visitation. Like I just, I just want you to know you're loved. I mean, that's important for me. You know, who struggles sometimes with feeling love. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, recent d- discoveries in myself of just not necessarily receiving it or acknowledging it or seeing it. I don't know, but I think that's important for people to know that. And that's why I do it. And that's why I look forward to it. And that's why we record it all hours of the day and afternoon and evening or whatever, just to get uh, content that I, we believe are, uh, is thought provoking. So, Brent, how often should a podcast air? It should air Tuesdays and Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. He's like, he's like, please, no more. <laughs> I don't do know. It. I'm sure there's some scientific metric out there somewhere that that says you know what you ought to do but consistency is king right i think that's yeah that's the key Mm -hmm. um once a week's probably fine yeah three times also fine um but being reliable i guess doing it whatever you do it's uh once a week do it once a week stick with it yeah that's important I like it. With that being said, we're going to go to 17 episodes a week. <laughs> yeah, starting right now. Could you imagine, Brent? We're like, Brent, we got another I'm episode. Gonna, I got to hire some help. Yeah, no <laughs> yes, kidding. We did. My wife it would not have it. Uh, Dr. Carroll would be divorced. I would be living in the office here. <laughs> and Brent would just literally give up yeah. and quit. Actually, yeah. I can't speak to you because you wouldn't. You would just probably be I like, know. okay, He's Nathan. Just, he would soldier through. Yeah, he would. I would muscle through. Listen like to, that, to that voice. <laughs> I mean... Oh to gosh. sound like a male would be so amazing. <laughs> I don't know whom I have to thank for my, I don't know, is it my adenoids or what. You Kanye. sound exactly like a male. It makes me sound like a mixture of Thelma and Louise. No, you sound like a male version of Delilah. If Delilah spoke and then you spoke, it would just be like, you no longer have long blonde hair, you have short brown with a beard. While you drive in the evening, just listen. Sit back (laughs) and relax. Enjoy. That's funny. That's a compliment. Thank you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Well, Brent, uh, to say the least, on behalf of everybody who's ever even thought about listening to our podcast, thank you from our heart of hearts. My pleasure. In the words of (laughs) Chick-fil-A. I love it. That's so funny. I love it. We should talk about Chick-fil-A sometime. I think we did that for the the next like three years. Yeah, episode episode six. Episode six. That was plenty. Episode six, yes. That was plenty. Oh, I remember those days, episode six. (sighs) Yes. Remember way back then? Yeah, I walked Mm. uphill to and from school in snow. Yeah. Yeah. So so here we are. We're we're, we're this far in and it's uh, it's amazing. It's only... um, it's only been a few months, but it feels like it's it's been a lot longer in the best sense of that. Like when you feel like you've been married forever, but you haven't, which is great because you still have a long way to go, but it feels that comfortable. I'm I'm grateful for that. I think we found our place, boys. I think we've kind of mm. know who we are, where and that's a good feeling, you know, to kinda you know, from a from a standpoint of a musician speaking, it's like, you know, I'm just gonna release blah, a bunch of stuff. Well, See it's kind happens. of good to find your sound. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the sound is, is That's right. 
got to find your voice. Got to find it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we have. And appreciate all of you all listening and coming on board and sharing this podcast with your friends and family. If uh, you if you would, please uh, visit anchor.fm forward slash you'll die trying. Please leave us voice messages. We would love to be able to showcase those, air those in upcoming podcasts, of course, with your love and blessing. Yeah. Thank you, Brent, once again, for being uh, for being who you are and for doing what you do. Absolutely. Your gift. Uh, I'm Jonathan. I'm Nathan. And I'm going to play us out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to You'll Die Trying. <laughs>